You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, May 10th, Ian Cameron. With you, Jimmy Murphy uh, will be joining me in just a moment or two as we look forward to the Monday NHL card. Uh, and a final full week, I guess you could say, of regular season action. There will be a couple of games uh, leaking into next week in terms of teams making up games on the schedule, specifically uh, the Vancouver Canucks as they try to uh, make up ground pretty much on the rest of the NHL in terms of finishing their regular season schedule. Uh, but this is definitely one of those unique handicapping and betting weeks when it comes to NHL hockey. And I think a good way to compare what we're going to be, or the process at least, that I'm going to be going through with betting and handicapping NHL hockey uh, over the next week or so, think of it as NFL preseason. For those that bet and handicap NFL preseason football, or those that uh, bet week 17 regular season NFL football, the two common threads with betting preseason NFL and week 17 regular season NFL is that you're really looking at it as information-based wagers. And what I mean by that is you want to know what a team's mindset is going into that particular game. What do they want to accomplish? What are they looking to do? Do they care about winning? What kind of lineup are they putting out on the, on the field or on the ice in this case? Who's playing? Who's not? How much time are they going to get? All of those different elements come into play here when you're looking at many of these games down the stretch here in what is this final week of the regular season. So it really takes on that kind of element where you're not necessarily handicapping you know, a situation anymore where it's Team A versus Team B. I think Team A is the, has the better matchup. They're the better of these two teams. Uh, they've done well head-to-head against this particular team. You know, we're not really going down that track of handicapping this week. It's not so much about matchups anymore. It's about incentive. It's about who's on the ice and who isn't. It's about all kinds of external factors and intangibles, really, in terms of trying to figure out what is a good bet, especially when you're talking from a side perspective this week here in the NHL. It really is that kind of week. Uh, so definitely it's important to read some coaches' quotes you know, it's important to really keep up on a lot of that stuff. It's important to determine who's in or out of the lineup. You know, really all of that is extremely important, you know, when you're handicapping the final week of games here uh, in the NHL. Uh, and uh, when you look at also going forward this week, you know, teams that have already clinched a division, they can't move up or down in the standings, that know who they're going to play. All of those things have to come into play when you're handicapping this week. 
Um, before we get into Monday's card, we'll bring Jimmy in in just a second. Jimmy, by audio only today, uh, but Jimmy will be with us in just a second. I want to mention this uh, press conference that happened this morning. Now, I know this is a betting show, so we don't want to go too much, stray too much away from the betting element of things. We want to mostly stick to that and not so much the news and the trades and just the general NHL discussion, but we like doing it. We like to incorporate and sprinkle a little bit of that you know, into the Ice Guys show, even though the main focus is betting. And I need to say something about this Jack Eichel press conference that happened this morning with the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, it's almost at the point where the Buffalo Sabres, they're probably not going to say it out loud. It's almost like they're trying to push Jack Eichel right out the door and say, you know what, if you want to leave Jack, uh, we're giving you every reason to leave. I mean, hearing him say some of the things he did about how he – really wanted to have surgery on his herniated disc in his neck. And basically there was a disconnect, but that's the exact term he used, a disconnect between what he wanted to do and what the organization wanted him to do in terms of that injury. So he basically said that he wanted to have the surgery done. You know, we're not going anywhere. We're a miserable hockey team uh, trapped in a miserable season. I might as well get this surgery done so that I can be healthy and ready to go again as soon as possible and give myself time to rehab from the surgery. And apparently the Sabres put up the stop sign and said, nope, can't do that. I mean, it's hard to fathom. As if the Buffalo Sabres haven't had enough bad things happen, bad decisions, bad actions take place, bad trades, bad signings, bad everything. And then they got a... a, And then the big revelation today now that Jack Eichel was denied essentially season-ending neck surgery by the team and said, no, no, we don't want you doing that. I mean, as if this team couldn't be more of a shit show, more of a disgrace, more of an embarrassment, and then you hear something like that, and it's almost like, you know what? They just want Jack Eichel gone. Or they're try- do, do they really want him gone? Do they, are they just trying to push him out the door, pack his bags for him so that he'll leave? I mean, my gosh. I mean, you drafted this guy just a few years ago to be your franchise player, to be the cornerstone and the pillar of what was supposed to be a turnaround for this team the year you drafted him and now it looks like you're just trying to undermine this guy at every which way possible Uh, and he said it right there in the press conference this morning you know I'm just trying to get healthy so I can get back to playing hockey the key statement he said after that sentence was wherever that may be which tells you that was that was a loud and clear statement without you know needing to be too obvious that if he's not in Buffalo next season, he's probably okay with that. And, you know, and if this is indeed what ended up happening, he's denied basically by the team to go forward with this surgery. It's, it's could, it's, it sounded a lot listening to Jack, like it was one of those, you know, last straw, you know, type of situations in terms of what he's had to deal with. I like that he took responsibility for the way he played this year. He said he didn't really play consistently before the injury, before he got healthy. I appreciate that he stepped up and said that because you're right. I think there were times this year he didn't play at his absolute best. But my goodness, what another uh, loaded bombshell dropped on the Buffalo Sabres today, hearing Jack Eichel say that about how he kind of wanted to have the surgery done and the team basically tried to uh, put up a blockade to prevent it from happening. So just another uh in, incident involving the buffalo sabers and just another uh unbelievable unbelievably bad look an unbelievably bad situation for a franchise that just seemed just seems to can't get out of their own way uh just seemingly they cannot get out of their own way right now and another uh thing that they've got to uh try to extricate themselves from because that's basically jack eichel publicly saying you know the team's just uh not exactly taking care of me when i'm hurt here right now uh Crazy stuff, but uh, we'll turn the page. Jimmy Murphy, let's bring him in. He's ready to go. Jimmy, welcome back. Good to be with you again. Um, how was your weekend? And uh, looking forward to this final week of the season. Well, I'll tell you, uh, first off, the reason I'm on audio, uh, Ian, is because I, I did. I had a great weekend. Got to see my mom and saw my daughter. Everything was good there. But my, my laptop crashed uh, this weekend. Uh, just decided, yeah, Uh-oh. let's do it right before the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, so I am. Uh, I the reason I'm audio now is I was just bouncing around trying to find a good deal on a MacBook, which I did, and uh, so I'm happy. And I'm just driving home from a Best Buy now uh, with a new MacBook, so I'm pretty psyched about that. Um, but other than that, you know what? I mean, interesting games. I, I want to get in that Eichel thing though too. Like quickly, look, um, people can say a lot of things about Jack Eichel, and you know maybe sometimes he comes off as a prima donna. I get it. 
uh, you know, but at the same time, as you just painted it there, look at the shit show he's been in since he became an NHLer. And, and, you know, he goes out, he tries, he's had some bad luck with injuries, um, but this isn't on him. This is on that shit show of a franchise and specifically on Kim Pagula who needs to butt the hell out of the hockey scene with the Buffalo Sabres and let the hockey people do their jobs. Because until this point, she's completely fucked everything up there. And it, it, it's just embarrassing. And it's embarrassing to have a player that could have been your franchise player have a press conference like he did today. And he is definitely gone there, Ian. And I will tell you right now, I, I am willing to put, if you could put a prop on where Jack Eichel ended up right now, I would easily throw down at least 100 bucks, and he ends up with the New York Rangers because I think he's going to end up there. He knows Chris Drury really well. Uh, BU connection here, both BU alums. Uh, it, it, he knows Dave. I don't know if David Quinn will be there. We don't know that, but there's definitely a BU connection there. He, he's, he knows the Drury family well. Uh, I know some people that know Jack very well, and he has already expressed to them that if he was to end up somewhere else in Buffalo, either the Boston Bruins or the New York Rangers would be his preferences to end up with so keep an eye on that as we go forward but just another just another example of what a disaster that franchise has become yeah there's no doubt jimmy it's an excellent point there this franchise is a mess right now uh and you see jack eichel basically saying i was permit i was forbidden from having season end when, when we're not going anywhere where even if i do not you know prolong not having the surgery and you know why would i play in a season going nowhere didn't make any sense but uh yeah just another situation for the uh, buffalo savers that they botched and you're right uh we'll see where eichel goes and i'm i'm convinced that jimmy murphy's trying to be better than kreskin ever hoped he could be because he called jake debrus to score a goal uh, last week uh, and it came in he's on the record as saying rick Tockett might be the first head coach of the seattle kraken we'll have to wait and see if that comes to fruition and now he's putting his uh, reputation on the line again here so to speak jack eichel to the new york rangers uh in the off season so uh, we'll see how that goes uh it, it makes some sense you're right drury now the gm that connection is very prevalent it's the same connection you were talking about with talk it with the Seattle team because of his uh, connection to Ron Francis. So uh, there's definitely uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. There might be uh, in terms of those two potential off season uh, transactions that take place, talk it in the coaching realm. And of course, Eichel in terms of maybe the New York Rangers uh, being his new home uh, next season. All right, let's get to Monday's NHL card. Fascinating card. You got to watch out for the uh, grenades that are everywhere. Uh, New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia Flyers. We'll start here. Philadelphia minus 155 to minus 160. Home favorites, total six and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, there's no way I'm laying a buck 60 uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers, especially considering New Jersey's played them pretty well in the recent head to head games. There's no question. The Devils are one of those teams that have not rolled over down the stretch. They have still played out the string as a hard competitive uh, team on a nightly basis, and they've shown the ability to beat the Flyers. I would lean a little to New Jersey. The one reason I'm probably not going to bet the Devils is we have seen it with some of these teams that are not playoff teams playing their final home game where, yeah, it's been a disappointing season. Yeah, we're not going to the playoffs, but winning that final home game means a little something to these teams. Look at Chicago last night. I mean, they're playing their final couple home games, and they finally got – you know, almost 4,000 fans in attendance, and you're seeing their effort and their energy level uh, perk up. Maybe you get that here from the Flyers. And look, the Flyers are, in, uh, in the last few games, have played competitive hockey. They split with Pittsburgh. Um, they nearly beat Washington back-to-back -back games. They beat the Capitals Friday night, and then they had a one nothing lead before the Capitals tied it in the final minute and then went, won in overtime 2-1. to one. Uh, albeit the Capitals were battling uh, injuries galore. I mean, they were riddled with injuries go or absences going into Saturday's game. And then, of course, Wilson and Oshie uh, leave the game due to injury Saturday. So that probably played a part in it, but can't take it completely away from Philadelphia. You know, we have seen the effort there from them uh, the last couple of games. So uh, I'm not going to be involved in the side because I could see Philadelphia showing up here, final game, especially at home here this season. I'm just going to go over the total here. We've got... Scott Wedgwood and Brian Elliott, your confirmed goaltenders for this game. And the trend I posted on Twitter at Bobano last night, and I've been tracking this now for a week. You have two teams, both teams in the game, 
not making the playoffs. So this angle only works if both teams are non-playoff teams and they're facing each other head-to-head. 6-0 and to the over in these games since last Wednesday for two teams facing off against one another that are non-playoff teams. Two Detroit-Columbus games went over the total. Two Arizona-San Jose games went over the total. We saw an L.A.-Arizona game go over the total. And then last night, we saw Dallas and Chicago go over 5.5. So that's 6-0 and to the over since last Wednesday for games involving two teams that are not going to the playoffs this season. If you believe in that angle that is 6-0 and in the last six coming into tonight, then you're betting the over here in this game, New Jersey and Philly, two teams not making the playoffs. Jimmy, what do you think here, Devils and Flyers? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take a pass on this one. You know, I'm just, you know, neither team has much to play for there. And I, I, I definitely was thinking the same thing as you. If I was going to do anything, I would lean towards the over because of what you just said there. Tends to be a little more pond hockey style between teams that have nothing to play for. They're just kind of out there going through the motions and, you know, trying to have a little fun, but also trying not to get hurt. So won't be much team defense involved there. I, I imagine not a, a physical game. You wouldn't think they really want to get into it physically and chance any injuries that could carry over into next season. So give me a pass on this, but a lean to the over. And in terms of injuries here in this game, Smith and Subban on the blue line are out for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, but other than that, it's all systems go and pretty much all systems go for the Flyers as well. It looks like uh, they're going to have all hands on deck tonight. So this is one of those games with not a boatload of uh, potential uh, absences or, or scratches. Uh, heading into this one. Uh, next game, we've got the, uh, as we move on down the uh, card here, Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. We've got pretty much even money, minus 110 here on both sides. Uh, the total six shaded to the under slightly in this game. Uh, if you're the Montreal Canadiens, stop screwing around, okay? You need one point to clinch that fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. Get the job done, will you please? Could you, could you just get this one point done? I mean, could you imagine if they lose tonight, they watch Calgary win another game, and then they just got to prolong this ridiculous uh, charade going on that they got to keep focusing on Calgary and what they're doing. It's not going to happen for Calgary. They've still got to win out four remaining games, which is highly unlikely. And all Montreal needs in their last couple of games here is one point. You would think they're going to pick that up somewhere. I think they're probably going to pick it up tonight because you look at this spot for the Oilers, I mean, this has let down City and maybe uh, a little bit of a, I don't know, not their A game. Let's put it that way. I don't know if we're going to get it from the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Of course, this is the game following Connor McDavid's magical Saturday night with the uh, four points he needed to get to the 100-point mark in just 53 games this season. Uh, it was a big uh, celebration uh, for McDavid once he got that 100th point Saturday night in the win against Vancouver. Uh, teammates uh, all excited for him. Uh, the question for me coming into this game tonight with the Oilers and the Habs was, would Connor McDavid be rested? How would the Oilers treat these final few games? They're locked into second in the uh, North Division. They're going to have home ice in the first round, regardless of whether they play Winnipeg or Montreal uh, in the first round. Uh, so they have no reason, no, not no incentive in terms of the standings, to win these two games or to have a full lineup out there. The question was going to be for Dave Tippett, you know, was he going to rest McDavid now that he's hit a hundred points, uh, you know, or is he going to let him just try to get as many points as he can? And he's going to play every game here uh, down the stretch of this regular season. Uh, as of right now, it looks like McDavid's going to play tonight. Uh, I haven't heard any news or seen anything that indicates he's going to be out. He's expected to play tonight. They do play Montreal back to back. So maybe the second game against the Habs is maybe the game you'll see. McDavid, um, out, uh, maybe scratched and not played, but he's in tonight. Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Yesapuliarvi, uh, Darnell Nurse. I mean, the, the only confirmed absences tonight are pretty much the guys that were already out. You know, Clefbaum's been out all year. Chris Russell's been out for some period of time. Kulikov's been out for a few games. That's really about it. So it looks like Edmonton is going forward with a regular lineup tonight. Uh, they're not sitting anybody. Uh, in this game. So this is not going to be a cakewalk here for Montreal. That being said, you know, you just worry that this is a little bit of a flat spot for Edmonton after the euphoria and what happens Saturday night. Uh, if you, I, I do like Montreal here a little bit, minus 110 in this game. Uh, I think this is going to be the game where they finally put their foot down, get that point they need, at least if not the victory, to finally clinch that playoff spot. Jake Allen and net tonight for the uh, Canadians. 
Uh, and look, I thought they played good against Toronto Saturday night. Much better performance. They, I thought they had a good chance to win that game, but uh, give the Leafs credit. The Leafs find ways to win against the Habs. That's the way it's been all season, but I thought that was a pretty good effort, all things considered, from the Habs. I do like them here a little bit, minus 110, uh, given uh, the situation for Edmonton off the 100-point uh, night for McDavid. I would even maybe sprinkle a little on the draw uh, in this game at a nice plus you know 320 price in this game for one reason. You know, Montreal just needs a point. They're more than happy if they lose this game in overtime or a shootout. If they can just get this game beyond regulation, secure the one point they need to finally clinch the playoff spot, they'll be happy. So maybe you sprinkle a little on the draw here because if this game is like 2-2 um, with five minutes to go in the third period, Montreal's not taking chances to try to take the lead. I think it's just you know hold things down defensively Make sure we get this game to overtime. Don't botch the ability to get the point. Get the one point secured. Be tentative, or not tentative, but be responsible defensively. Be structured. Be sound. Manage the puck well. Don't put it in places where you could risk a turnover and an odd man rush the other way. I just That's the thing that I sense we could see if this game's tied late. Montreal playing to secure the point rather than going out there and trying to win the game in the third period. So that's why my thinking here, even though I'm on Montreal in this game, I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on that draw. I think given the scenario with just one point being all that the Canadians need to clinch the playoff spot, that's a sound, uh, you know, small flyer type of bet in my mind, looking at the draw here uh, in this game. It looks like we've lost Jimmy. We'll see if he can uh, reconnect with us, but we'll move on in the meantime. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida, or sorry, New York Islanders, Boston Bruins, uh, Boston minus 160, uh, home favorites here, the total five uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Um, I think the Bruins have incentive here, you know, to play, uh, Play good and play well. Play hard tonight against the New York Islanders. Uh, Bruce Cassidy wasn't thrilled one bit uh, about what he saw Saturday afternoon against the New York Rangers. And you know what? The Bruins can't be thrilled as players with the way they played. Um, that was a weird game. Um, for like nearly half the game, the Bruins are like dominating the Rangers in terms of shots, in terms of scoring chances, in terms of high danger uh, quality chances generated. And it was one of those weird games, though, where the puck wasn't going in. Like, they had all these chances, but shots were getting blocked. They hit the post a couple of times. Pasternak hit the post once. The puck just wasn't going in. And look, Keith Kincaid, who got the uh, surprise start in net for the Rangers, he played pretty good early in that game as well. Uh, and the puck just, you know, they just weren't finishing all the boatload of chances they were getting. And then the Rangers, of course, the one or two chances they do get, they get a seeing-eye shot from the point from Ke'Andre Miller, and they take a one nothing lead. Bruins then seem to maybe 1-1, they take a 2-1 lead. Hey, the Bruins are going to take over. And it kind of got that sense at that point in the game, the Bruins were going to take over. But then it was breakdown city defensively, you know, the rest of that third period. How do you give up a three-on-one rush to Mika Zibanejad, you know, on that one goal that he scored in the third period? How does that happen? Absolutely terrible. Cassidy was not impressed, not happy one iota with what he saw from his team at the defensive end. So I think that that performance in the third period – is kind of a wake-up call and kind of a, a, a slap in the face to Boston to say, hey, yeah, okay, the standings, we can't really go up or down too much. We can't win the division now. But let's make sure we shape up with a much better, stronger, harder effort 60 minutes tonight against the Islanders than what we showed you Saturday against the Rangers. So uh, I'm not saying the Islanders mail it in here, but I think Boston definitely is coming with a purpose. So I would only look Bruins in regulation here uh, around even money. Uh, they have won the last couple against the Islanders. They could never beat the Islanders earlier in the season and last year, but uh, lately they've done better against the Islanders. And look, the Islanders are not playing great either. We just saw them lose to Buffalo twice. They split with New Jersey uh, in their last two games. So they're treading water, and they're not very consistent and playing at their absolute best. And maybe they're just trying to tread water and get to the playoffs at this point. But I do think Boston shows something much better tonight after the debacle of the third period Saturday against the Rangers. So uh, the Bruins in regulation for me is the way I would go here. I think we got Jimmy back. Jimmy, um, you can talk about Edmonton, Montreal, and also the uh, Islanders and the Bruins. Well, it's good timing. It went off on Edmonton, Montreal, all right, because I cannot bet on Montreal. I made that promise. 
Though, if I had not made that promise, this would be the game I jumped back on that Habs bandwagon. Um, I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense that they win this one. I mean, what does Edmonton have to play for except to get ready? Um, you know, and I, I heard what you were saying about they, they're going to play McDavid. That's probably, yeah, they'll do that now, and then they'll rest them the next game. Um, but the Habs, it's like, yeah, you made a great point, Ian. I mean, do they want this? Do, do the do the Montreal Canadiens want to go to the playoffs? Or are they just tired of this, you know, unique trying, uh, you know, very physical and mentally taxing season. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to insult them at all. I understand it. They're human beings. Uh, Maybe they've just had enough. I mean, that's what they're playing like. They are not playing like a team that wants to go past this week. They are playing like a team that's just had enough. Let's get to the offseason and come back when things are more normal next year. On the flip side, though, they can't do that in that city. So if I was going to do something, I would lean to them. Uh, making the playoffs for Montreal Canadiens this season, I think, means more than probably it does in the last, I'd say, five seasons at least. Uh, just based on the offseason they had and everything Mark Bergman put into this team uh, to prepare them to make a run at the Cup. Uh, and now they're barely making it into the playoffs. Uh, there's a lot riding on this game as far as, obviously, Bergman, uh, the interim coach. Uh, and I think some players on this team as well. So uh, if they've got some pride, I could see them coming out. I would lean Habs if I was going to touch that. As for the Bruins, I'm wet, right with you. Give me the Bruins in regulation. Uh, they don't usually have a, a bad game after the stinker they had in that third period there. That was just ugly. It was lazy. It was uh, There was no passion involved. Uh, and they were playing kind of like we were just saying Philly and Jersey will play tonight. Just typical pond hockey, which, you know, Maybe they, they forgot that the New York Rangers, even though they were out of the playoffs, almost made it in because they had a surge down the, uh, up the standings in the last few weeks of the season, and they've got some offense. And I don't know why they would think they could play a run-and-gun game with the New York Rangers. Uh, it was just stupid stupid thinking by the Boston Bruins, but I think they snap out of it. They get the win tonight. Tomorrow's more the game. Where I, I, I won't even touch tomorrow when they play the Capitals because neither team will have anything to play for, and they're going to rest everybody. Uh, so this is a good night to get the Bruins. It's a good situational spot. Good situational bet. I agree. And this is the time of year you want good situational bets. I mean, last night I was on Chicago. Best bet on the show. We It won. It cashed. 4-2 win. Situational bet. 24 hours after Dallas got eliminated uh, from the playoffs uh, after Nashville beat Carolina. Dallas going on the road, meaningless road game against Chicago, fired up to at least finish the season at home with some fans, and it sounded like the odd, the old United Center again. So those are the situations you like. More situational betting and handicapping this week than at any other point uh, during the season for me. Tampa Bay and Florida. Florida minus 135, home favorites, total six shaded to the under uh, in this game. I mean, buckle up for the playoffs when these two teams meet. It is already getting uh, – Bad blood, bad feelings, mutual dislike. Uh, there were fines galore. Multiple players, Pat Maroon suspended. Multiple players fined for stick work and some really ugly, you know, kind of cheap shot plays after the whistles uh, the other night in that game between the Lightning and Panthers. That's a series I was already excited for, you know, before all that physical uh, nastiness ratcheted up on Saturday. Now you throw that element into it. Wow. I mean, this battle of Florida, battle of the Sunshine State for the first time ever uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it could really prove to be one hell of a series. So in the meantime, they got to play each other again here tonight in another regular season game. Uh, Keep your eye on both of these lineups, Tampa Bay, Rested Headman, and a couple of other uh, key contributors Saturday. Tonight, it looks like there's once again going to be no Victor Headman. Uh, in this game tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, or is not likely to play at least, uh, precautionary measures. They want to ensure that he's healthy for the postseason. Again, you're talking about a guy that's 30 years old now, played a lot of hockey these last few years. Uh, Headman out. It looks like McDonough, another older defenseman on the blue line, uh, is going to be out 31 years old now for him. He sat out Saturday, uh, not expected to be uh, in there tonight either for John Cooper and the Lightning. Uh, obviously, Maroon with the one-game suspension won't play. Um, so there's a couple of – they're going to be shorthanded on the blue line. And, you know, what we saw from Tampa Bay's defense Saturday, uh, losing 5-1 to the Panthers, it wasn't very pretty. Uh, so I don't trust that team defensively a whole lot tonight. I do think they'll want to atone a little bit for – you know, you, you did lose 5-1. I know it's a meaningless regular season game, uh, kind of. I mean, 
You could say these teams are battling for second. I don't know how much that really means to them in the grand scheme of things. These aren't, you know, certainly when the buildings are full, Florida is not a home ice you have to fear. So I don't think that's a big incentive, especially for Tampa Bay. Do you know how many road games in the playoffs Tampa Bay has won, you know, the last several years, including last year when they made the playoffs? If, if they don't get home ice, you know, against Florida in this first round, I think they'll survive. I think they'll live. Uh, that's just my thought. I mean, it's not going to be something that overly burdens them that, oh, we're not going to get home ice in this series. I don't think it is. I don't think it matters worth uh, as much to Tampa Bay. Um, I would only look to Florida here. I Usually I don't like betting against Tampa Bay off a loss. I don't know if I'm going to lay the price either with Florida, but I'd prefer the Florida side in this one. They look like they've got a little bit more in, in terms of who's on the ice. Bennett is out and Hornquist is out uh, for the uh, Panthers. That's it. Uh, those are the only two regulars confirmed out. And uh, although Sam Bennett, maybe uh, maybe you don't want him out at this point because he is uh, absolutely on fire right now for the Panthers since they got him from Calgary. But he is out and Hornquist is up. But Barkov's in, Vetrano's in, Huberto's in, uh, Alex Wenberg. That's the guy you want to hit from a goal scorer prop standpoint. Alex Wenberg. This guy always had potential with Columbus and he never realized it, and now he's playing his best hockey ever for the Florida Panthers right now. Alex Wenberg, keep your eye on him. He's playing very well right now for the Panthers. So I lean to Florida. If it's going to be chippy and there's going to be penalties and there's going to be scrums after the whistle, you know how I usually treat those games. More penalties means more power plays, means more chances for goals, means potentially over the total. So I lean to the Panthers. I lean to the over. I think I like the total slightly more and betting either side here. Jimmy, what do you think here? Lightning and Panthers. Yeah, you know, I'm actually think leaning the other way on the on the total. Uh, I'm liking I'm liking the under in this just because of uh, how many people are resting for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And just, I, I got a feeling that the, the both teams are going to be very careful uh, out there. And, and, you know, they're maybe not taking the risk they usually take because they're like, we don't want to screw anything up for the playoffs here. I don't want to get anyone hurt. Um, we're already locked in and, and more so Tampa Bay too, right? Because they've been there, done that. They, they don't, they don't give a shit about this game. Let's be honest. Uh, but they know, you know, they want to go out there, show a little something, but I think this mean this game means more to Florida in terms of sending a message. They're not the champs. They're the challengers. They're going in first time ever playing a Tampa Bay lightning in a rivalry that they, the lightning and the NHL have waited for to develop for a long, long time. I mean, amazing that this is the first time they've ever met in the playoffs. I'm really looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, I like the Panthers on the money line here, and I also like uh, the under as well. So give me two plays there. All right, Florida and the under. Uh, like I said, I, I'm leaning with Florida as well. I lean a little more to the over than the under because of the fact that you got the missing defenseman. You know, you got a lot of younger uh, defensemen now in for Tampa, and that could be a problem. But maybe you just see two teams vanilla. Yeah, that's the, the the coin flip argument too. At the flip side argument is maybe it's just hey, this is the the final game with two teams head to head before the playoffs. Let's just not get anybody hurt. Let's take it easy. Let's you know play a little tighter, conservative game. You might see that too. So a lot of uh, unknowns here a little bit. But I think Florida definitely a little more to prove in terms of hey, we want to show Tampa Bay we're going to be a tough out for them in the playoffs. Then. Tampa Bay needing to show Florida anything uh, in this game tonight. Carolina and Nashville. Uh, we've got Carolina minus 130. Uh, road favorites here, total five and a half. I am stunned, Jimmy, that this line is held. You know, when I talked about this game with our boy Marenzi on his show last night, I said I was probably passing on this game all around uh, because Carolina's clinched the division. They don't care. They don't give two shits about this game. Nashville's now clinched the fourth spot. How much are they going to be into it? But now you look at it from a Carolina standpoint, they're resting a ton of players. This is the team that is definitely going above and beyond Rod Brindamore in terms of resting key players tonight. No Dougie Hamilton, no Jacob Slavin, no Brett Pesci. You know that's probably your three best defensemen right there, and they're not going to play tonight, all three of them. Dougie Hamilton, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin on that Carolina blue line tonight. Jordan Stahl, the captain, out. Svechnikov, out. I mean, this is a team. Jordan Martinuk, who's played well down the stretch, out uh, in that forward group. Brock McGinn, out. Um, it is a short. It's going to be obviously a uh, uh, shorthanded lineup tonight for Carolina uh, by coach's decision. 
There's no way I would lay a price with Carolina here. No way. That is a red flag already. Brandon Wood doing this, that this team doesn't concern themselves one bit with this hockey game tonight uh, against the uh, Nashville Predators. On the flip side, you look at Nashville's lineup. You know, Johansson, Grandlin, Forsberg, Tolvanen, Yossi's going to play. You know, uh, Ekholm and Ellis on the blue line are going to play. So, again, they're locked into fourth. These two teams are going to play each other uh, in the first round. But Nashville's going to have a much uh, more full, complete lineup on the ice tonight for this game than the Carolina Hurricanes are. And it, for as much as I said last night with Morency that you're going to see UC Saros rested in this game, and with him not in net, there's no way I would want to back Nashville. I've kind of changed my mind a little bit because even though it's going to be Pekka Rene, there's some really loud chatter going on that this could be the last game he ever plays for the Nashville Predators. This could be a retirement situation for him uh, after this season. After this uh, game, obviously, if Saros gets hurt in the playoffs, he'd have to come in and play. But this could, on unless that happens, Jimmy, this could honestly be the last time we see Pecorine in a Predators uniform and perhaps in any NHL uniform in a starting goaltender role uh, for this game tonight. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but this could be one of the last times Pecorine plays in net, uh, not only for Nashville, but his career. Is that a rally the troops effort? We know we talked about this with Ryan Miller uh, and the Anaheim Ducks in a couple of those games that, you know, they rallied around Ryan Miller for the last home game. And this is also in Nashville, last home game as well uh, for the Predators and potentially for Rene. Do they rally around that? So all of a sudden they go from probably passing the game to really giving Nashville at plus 120, plus 115, some serious thought tonight uh, in this game against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Jimmy, uh, what's your thoughts here with this one? Hurricanes and Predators. My thoughts are I'm a bit surprised at how many people are resting for the Carolina Hurricanes, considering that they have a shot at the President's Trophy. Uh, they're still tied with Vegas in points. They could still get home. I'll tell you why, Jimmy. I'll tell you why. The President's Trophy is a curse. When the yeah. hell's the last time we've seen a team that yeah. get the President's Trophy? And I, I was just going to get to that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. And, and and I think the other reason, too, is, you know, I don't think home advantage means too much. However, I, I, I do feel like, Ian, once we get to the conference final, the Stanley Cup final, there may be more fans involved. Um, you're tired of being on the road. You're tired of living the pandemic life. And maybe things are getting better. So maybe there will be more of a home advantage by that point. But, hey, you're right. It has been quite the jinx. But based on everything you're saying there, I mean, I'm going to have to go. Give me the Predators in regulation to take this one. All right. You can get Nashville regulation around that plus 180 uh, price. So you can get a really good number there with the uh, Nashville Predators here uh, in this one by going on the uh, regulation line. And, you know, initially I thought neither of these teams would give much in this game, but I think at least with Nashville, they've got the the, the better, they got the the more complete lineup on the ice going into this game, um, and of course with the Rene factor, it's it's something to keep. Uh, now now he's got to play well. That's always a question uh, with Pekka Rene. That's always the concern. Um, but maybe they just you know dig in defensively. You know, really try to help him out, make him sure he sees all the shots make it an easier night on him, play your ass off defensively uh, so that you can help this guy win this game tonight. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind that uh, maybe this is one of those games where you see this team really go after it for Pekka Rene. So Nashville plus 180 uh, in regulation here for Jimmy uh, Murphy uh, with the uh, Hurricanes and the Predators. Uh, next up, Dallas Stars, Chicago Blackhawks. We've got Dallas minus 125 road favorites, total six shaded to the under. Uh, just like last night, I would be probably back on the Chicago Blackhawks here, uh, plus 115 in this game. Uh, these are meaningless road games. Think, And I said it on Sunday's show, Dallas has been through the rigors and back this season, COVID outbreak early in the year, games postponed due to a flood in the state of Texas. They've had to play a ton of games in a short period of time. They were playing really good hockey the last couple weeks to the point where they almost got themselves back in the playoffs only to fall just short. And I think their spirit's a little bit crushed, a little bit deflated uh, following that. Uh, from a lineup standpoint tonight, same two guys that were ruled out yesterday uh, in the game against Chicago are also out tonight. No Rupe Hints, no Tyler Sagan once again tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. They won't suit up for them uh, in this game tonight. And uh, look, uh, Blackhawks have a ton of key contributors out too. 
no question, including, of course, two big defensemen, DeHaan and Keith, but they were without them last night. Um, and they still found a way to win that game. And look, they found a way to win that game, even though after the first period, they didn't play well. You know, Dallas played well in the second. Dallas played pretty well in the third. Uh, and yet Chicago got a good performance from Lankinen and got the win. They're going to go to Colin Delia in net tonight uh, for this game. So that's the thing that does concern me. I like Chicago a hell of a lot more than I did last night, but I'm still going to be back on them at a plus price. And obviously the over uh, as well. Uh, over six for me in this game. Dallas-Chicago once again falls into that angle of 6-0 and to the over for the last six games involving two non-playoff teams. We have two non-playoff teams here. We saw a little bit of a up and down, a pond hockey style of game last night with Dallas and Chicago. Chicago gave up almost 40 shots last night, even though they won 4-2. So I think that's the way it is. Two teams not in the playoffs. What do you see? Lack of defense, lack of attention to detail. Nobody blocking a shot. Uh, defensively, when you and risking injury when you're not going to the playoffs, nobody's doing that. You know, the block number of block shots goes way down in games involving teams that are out of the playoffs uh, late in the regular season. So I think we'll see goals yet again tonight between the Stars and Blackhawks. Jimmy, what do you think here with uh, Dallas and Chicago? Yeah, I'm liking the Hawks as well too. And then, man, that was I thought that was a very good situational bet with them yesterday for sure. Uh, and I like him again tonight, and I'm going to uh, do another regulation. Give me the Blackhawks in regulation for this game. All right, right around that same price, plus 170, plus 175, Chicago uh, in regulation in this one. Uh, next game, Vancouver and Winnipeg. Winnipeg minus 165, home favorites, total 5.5, shaded to the over in this one. I've had a good gauge on Winnipeg the last few games. Uh, took him against Calgary, and that was the game they ended their seven-game losing streak. They shut out the Flames 4 nothing. You know, it was one of their best performances uh, in a very long time. Uh, Hellebuck was good in net. Blake Wheeler, who's been struggling offensively, scored that night. Uh, much better performance in that game. But then I went back against Winnipeg Saturday, took the Ottawa Senators against them at a plus price, and Ottawa got the job done, uh, winning on the road uh, against the Jets. Now I think I might hop back on the Jets here tonight, even with Laurent Brossois uh, in net. You know I've been okay with Laurent Brossois all season long. He's had actually a pretty good season in a backup role uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. He'll get the start tonight. Um, it looks like in terms of defensemen, they are going to be resting a couple. Neil Pionk and, uh, and Tucker Pullman uh, are going to be out tonight for the Jets. Of course, Ehlers has been out uh, pretty much all season uh, long. or uh, Ehlers has been out not all season long, but the last couple of weeks. Uh, for the uh, Jets, so he remains out. You won't see him back uh, until we get to the uh, playoffs at this point. Um, so yeah, a couple rested starters for Winnipeg. Vancouver on the other side, Demko and Net. Um, we'll see how they respond. I mean, they've obviously uh, lost to Edmonton the other night, where the uh, victims of Connor McDavid getting his 100th point this season on Saturday. Um I, I can't say I love the Jets, though. I I really liked the Jets a lot the last time I backed them against Calgary. But, you know, no Pionk, no Pullman on the blue line. So you're going to have some you know, different faces. Jordy Ben's going to have to play more tonight. Uh, I'm not sure that's a good thing for the Jets. Um, but I think there's some onus to, you know, play a little bit better, win a hockey game, just don't go on skidding all the way into the playoffs. You know, the Jets don't really want to be doing that either. So, for me, it'll be a bet on the probably a smaller bet, but a smaller bet nonetheless for me on Winnipeg in regulation tonight uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. Again, Vancouver is just one of those teams that difficult to back them uh, at this point of the season. You know, they're they play, they're playing a lot of games, the wear and tear physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. Uh, it should be a game that's winnable for the Jets. We'll see uh, if they can get it done. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with this one, Vancouver Winnipeg? Yeah, I'm with you on this too. I mean, and let's let's not forget. I mean, Winnipeg still got things to play for here too. And um, yeah, Vancouver is scary. I mean, they burnt me last week, right against Edmonton. There, I think that was what Thursday night or Friday night. Um, but I like it too. I'll I'll do the Jets on the money line in this one. All right, my uh, Winnipeg Jets minus one sixty five money That's line. St. Louis Blues. And, and by, sorry about that. I meant Jets in regulation. Sorry about that. Regulation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Right around even money here. Minus uh, 110. Next up, we've got the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche or the St. Louis Blues and the LA Kings, I should say. Uh, Blues and Kings. Blues minus 125. Uh, road favorites. Total five and a half here. Uh, shaded to the over. Um, 
Todd McClellan said he's going to be not resting anybody, that he's going to probably give a couple of his younger players a, a more ice time and a little bit of a look in this game. But you look at it from a St. Louis perspective, uh, Craig Berube, I, I was reading some really good quotes from him saying how he's he said in a, to the press yesterday, players want to play, finish the season strong, go into the playoffs feeling good in good form. But he kind of disagrees with that, and he's thinking of giving – uh, some of these uh, St. Louis Blues players uh, some rest here tonight in this game. And I think you might see that because he says uh, not that the players want to play, but uh, I'm not so sure that's the best decision for us right now. Uh, and it's a Blues team that's got a lot of their players, 30 years old, 30 years of age or older. So that is probably some of the consideration as well, you know, for Craig Berube. Look, Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Perron, uh, Falk, uh, you know, you look at Bozak, uh, uh, Pareko's been, uh, Schwartz has been around a while. I mean, there are some guys that have had a lot of years in the NHL uh, at this point in time. Tori Krug, of course, is out, and he's been around a while now. So, given these, they played a lot of hockey. So, given uh, some of these players some rest uh, is something I think the Blues are interested in doing. And look, LA's caused them a lot of fits this year. And for LA, for as disappointing a season as it's been, you know, I said this a couple of with a couple of the games we've already talked about on this show. You have to beware the non-playoff team playing their final home game. And that's the case here for the uh, LA Kings. It's their final home game. And then they play, I believe, two games in Colorado uh, after this uh, to finish the season. So um, you just got to wonder here, St. Louis, where's that incentive? I'm not seeing a ton of it. I mean, the co- uh, Craig Berube sounds like he wants to give a couple of his players the night off. We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but definitely L.A., final home game. We've seen some of these non-playoff teams rise up and play well in these kind of spots. So for me, it's probably Kings or pass uh, in this situation, in this game. And again, let's not forget the Kings have actually played the Blues relatively tough and relatively well head-to-head this season. So I lean a little to the L.A. side here. The Blues are resting, guys. You wonder where that intensity defensively comes from. So this game could end up maybe uh, going over, but... I think I like the side slightly more than either total over or under uh, in this game. Uh, Jimmy, how do you see this one? Interesting one, but it sounds like Rube wants to rest some of his players tonight. We'll see if he does, but what do you think, Blues-Kings? I'm all over this uh, with the Kings, too. I like your thinking, and I totally agree. And I'm going to do another regulation here get some really good value. Give me the Kings in regulation. I know. This is like a puzzle. It's actually kind of fun. I shouldn't say it. it's it's aggravating, but it's fun at the same time yeah, to agree. handicap games this late in the season because it's like a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. You're trying to like make see if all the pieces fit, yeah, you know, and if it results in a winning opinion, a winning betting opinion. And you're that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah, a lot more underdogs. Yeah, win right around now, so be wary of that. All right, Kings and regulation uh, for Jimmy Murphy in this one. You can get that at a very uh, solid uh, plus price. Uh, LA and regulation is plus 180. Uh, so that's the one Jimmy's going with. I'm going a little more cautiously if I bet it with the just the money line plus 115. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like this could be one of those. The Blues have taken a, a, a little bit of a foot off the gas pedal tonight. Uh, two teams that will not be taking their foot off the gas pedal because there's still a battle for first place in the division at stake here. Game of the night for sure in the NHL because it's there's still something to play for for both teams trying to win the division. Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Colorado minus 125 road favorites. The total six here uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, I need clarity with Colorado's lineup before I even consider the Avalanche. Right now it's Vegas or pass, and Vegas has been a machine at T-Mobile Arena. They have been unbelievable on home ice. They sweep St. Louis in back-to-back home games. They already beat Colorado 5-2 to two, uh, the last time these teams met here in Vegas. Vegas has just been uh, very, very difficult to beat on home ice. Pacioretty looks like he's still going to be out for the Golden Knights, but other than that, they're relatively healthy for this game. It's Colorado that you're worried about from an injury standpoint. And look, Colorado with all these injuries, the last you know three to five games, they've played uneven hockey. They've played well for spurts, for portions of games, but they have not necessarily played great for 60 minutes. And when you look ahead to tonight's game, there's still no Bowen Byram. There's still no Sam Girard. Brandon Saad is still out. And, of course, Nathan McKinnon, it looked like was going to be questionable for this game, although now it looks like he might play 
for He's the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I'm reading something. Yeah, I'm reading. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought because I thought I read something there that he is uh, going to return here for the uh, and Avalanche. And I know well. if he had his way. Yeah, Grubauer is starting else? as well. Grubauer. Oh, yeah, Grubauer definitely in uh, net for the, a game of this magnitude because Colorado has to win it, essentially. You know, they're uh, three points back now with uh, a game in hand. Uh, they pretty much have to look at this as, hey, we've got to win this hockey game tonight uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights if we have any chance to track them down uh, for first place in the division. Uh, you knew McKinnon, if he had his way, he'd do everything in his power, every fiber in his being to play uh, in this game tonight. Uh, I would certainly lean to the over. I would lean to Vegas. But now that McKinnon's back, and Colorado knows they've got to have it, Absolutely must have it. I'm a little more reluctant to take Vegas now, but I would only look to the Vegas side uh, in this game. I'll probably play the game over the total as well because McKinnon will help them uh, offensively in my mind. Uh, and we have seen Vegas against games with Minnesota and Colorado. We've seen a lot of them, a lot of uh, examples of them playing a little bit more of a wide o- wider open style of game, actually, Vegas, when they play uh, superior competition or competition on their level. I should say there's nobody superior to them in the division right now because they're first. Uh, but when they're playing competition at or close to their level, uh, there seems to be a little bit more pace, a little more push the uh, offense for the Golden Knights. So I would look a little to the over. I lean to Vegas, but I might stay off the side now with uh, McKinnon suiting up for the uh, Avalanche in a game they've got to win if they have any chance to overtake the Golden Knights for the division. Jimmy, what do you think here? Colorado, Vegas. I'm going the other way. I'm leaning towards Colorado, and I'm not actually lean. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Colorado on the money line in this, uh, simply because of the way that we've seen them bounce back when they've been humiliated by a team. And let's not forget what Vegas did to them last week. As you pointed out, they were a little banged up, but still, these are the two teams that everyone's watching, right? I mean, these are the two big cup contenders. We've been talking about it since the preseason, that these guys would contend for the cup, and these are the heavyweights, so to speak, that are going at it again here. And just last week, one heavyweight took a really, I would call it a take a TKO in that game, if you ask me. So I think they've got revenge on their mind. Obviously, the standings and, and you know everything that goes on with that will play a role too. But these, this is a proud bunch. I think they're going to come out there and set a tone. And even if they aren't able to catch them, they, they want to make sure Vegas knows we're not going to be the pushovers we looked at looked like last week. So give me Vegas on the uh, money line here. All right, you mean Colorado, right? I mean Colorado. Yeah, sorry. There you go. That's what I thought. Yeah, Colorado money line here uh, in this one for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, again, you can get that one right around uh, even. Actually, Colorado minus 125, slight road favorites. And again, that number's bumped up a little bit uh, on Colorado uh, because of the fact that they are going to have Nathan McKinnon uh, back on the ice uh, for this game. So uh, Colorado, the price has gone up on them uh, just a little bit. Uh, all right, that is the Monday uh, NHL card. Uh, Claudio asking in the chat, do you think the Maple Leafs are cup contenders? I'm going to say yes, even though they haven't won a playoff series in 17 years. I mean, they haven't even won a first-round series, so it's like we're putting the uh, cart before the horse here uh, in this with this Leafs team. But, boy, I mean, when you watch them play, they've got all the elements of going deep into the playoffs and winning it all because that defense is a lot better. T.J. Brody, nobody talks about him. He's had an outstanding season uh, for the Leafs, and he's insulated that blue line. He's been terrific. Uh, before he got hurt, Bogosian was playing very well for them. Jack Campbell continues to pass the eye test, play well. Um, that 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 the one thing you could be concerned is if Freddie doesn't, you know, get his game back uh, or get on the ice. Uh, is Jack Campbell good enough in the playoffs? But you know, I think they could still go deep. I do, uh, but unfortunately, I think if they get out of the Canadian division, then they're going to have a tougher task trying to beat someone from the West or someone from the Central or someone from the East. Uh, beyond that but you know the Leafs are playing look Austin Matthews is playing a two-way game everybody's talking about his 40 goals nobody's talking enough about his play away from the puck and I was dug in and bought in defensively to to the details of his game away from the puck that's made a major major difference Jimmy I'll give you a chance to answer that question uh, from Claudio in the chat Leafs contenders I'm on the phone so sorry about not being able to participate today guys Um, yeah you know I I I do feel something is magical, too cheesy a word, but I think there's some kind of fate going on there with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I feel like they're, they're def, I, I definitely think they make it to the conference final. 
Uh, but I do think there's a there's a solid chance they make it to the Stanley Cup final. It just it depends on health, obviously. Um, but they've got more. What's the word I'm looking for here? I guess playoff grit, Ian, than I've seen them have yep. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the additions of uh, Felino. I know he's having some injury issues, and and obviously Riley Nash too. But those are two guys you can depend on in the playoffs. Character type guys. Guys that you know, we, we see it every year. Where I'm gonna date myself, and if it and it, you know, you, people are gonna be looking at me, who the hell is he talking about? I'm gonna drop a name out of the moon here. Uh, John Drews, Google that name from the Washington Capitals in 1990. Uh, he took he basically single handedly took the Washington Capitals to the Eastern Conference final. Uh, before they, I believe, they either were swept by the Boston Bruins or they were lost in five games, but he, he was lighting the lamp. And he was just a third or fourth liner, you know, a guy nobody really knew. And, and he was a one-hit wonder. But I feel like the Leafs got some of those type of guys you need to have a long run. Because it's not the Austin Matthews or the Mitch Marners that are going to do this. It's not always the superstars uh, that are going to carry you single-handedly, as we've seen. You need depth. And the Maple Leafs have more depth than I can remember in at least the last 10 years. Yeah, and now it's just a matter of getting it done. I, I think the key is that first round. They win that first round series, that monkey's off the back, that the Leafs haven't won in the playoffs since 2004, and then that's when they could really get that confidence and get that bump from that, the monkey, the piano off their back, whatever you want to call it, if they win that first round series. But uh, they got to win one first, one series. And uh, But if they do, then that team definitely could make uh, a deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Great stuff, Jimmy. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Before that, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, great time of year, NHL and NBA playoffs on the horizon, MLB daily as well. Uh, make sure you download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account. When you do, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, and incentives. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Alex B. Smith, we've missed him. Uh, He's been away for weeks, tending to a family matter, but he's flying back home today, and he will make his return to the show on a more permanent full-time basis tomorrow. Uh, Looking forward to that on the Tuesday edition of the show, seeing Alex B. Smith back. And with him back, we're going to lock in some dates for our Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoff betcasts. We're looking forward to this. It's not just going to be Jimmy or Alex or me on the show. We can have up to 10 people is what I read on these StreamYard live streams. We're going to invite five or six of our most loyal, dedicated viewers and listeners on with us on the BetCasts to watch the games, bet on the games as they're taking place, throw back some pints of beer, uh, shots of whiskey, uh, whatever drink you like. Uh, Hell, maybe you're not an alcoholic or a liquor guy. You just want a nice little uh, pot or something, you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, A drink of some kind. Uh, But, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a party. Party atmosphere. Uh, we want to give that family aura with the Ice Guys in terms of our relationship with the fans and the listeners and the viewers. Uh, and we're absolutely looking forward to that uh, at playoff time. We're going to try to do what uh, the BetCasts at least once a week, certain weeks, maybe two, twice a week. But that is definitely what we're aiming for uh, once the playoffs begin. And we'll get some dates uh, lined up and confirmed for our Ice Guys live BetCasts in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, all right. It is time for best bets for this Monday card. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what are you doing with your best bet here for this Monday uh, slate? Well, it, you know what? I mean, it's a tough one here. Um, hmm. Give me the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to go. There, there you go. Colorado. Yep, minus 125 that. against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, for uh, Jimmy Murphy for his best bet uh, on this uh, Wednesday card. Uh, yeah, I'm in that. I'm going to do it with um, get it done, Montreal, please. Could you do that? I mean, you got Edmonton coming off that huge, you know, euphoria of winning the other night, uh, or not winning the other night, winning the other night, but McDavid, I should say, getting his 100th point. This is a letdown situation in my mind. Montreal at home. You know, they actually have played Montreal or Montreal's played Edmonton better than they've played Toronto, uh, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Montreal here, minus 105, minus 110 as my best bet uh, against Edmonton. Uh, honorable mention to Nat- Nashville seems to be growing on me more and more. I like the Dallas Chicago over. I like the Philly New Jersey over. I considered all of Boston in regulation 
considered all of those big Kings considered all of those for best bets, but I'm going to go with Montreal Canadians minus 110 uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this uh, Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Uh, thanks to Jimmy Murphy for joining us. A reminder, we are live on YouTube with the ice guys show seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, Make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday with Alex B. Smith rejoining the fold for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.